Good afternoon, I'm Tom Robinson with KSOM, KS95 News. The Southwest Valley School District will not change to a four-day school week. The decision not to pursue the shortened week followed the committee's survey results. According to the survey on February 14th, 61.9% of the staff favored the current calendar and 38.1% for the four-day week with 113 people submitting responses out of approximately 127 employees. This decision was made by both boards working together to provide the best opportunities for both students and staff. Additionally, School Superintendent Chris Fenster said it would not fit well logistically due to the district size. I don't think it's the right time yet to do it. I don't think it's a bad idea. I don't. I just think it's something that we didn't. It's just not something that we're going to be able to accomplish right now. So I wanted to. I challenged the board a little bit, and the board was with me 100% on this. I said we're going to really come up with the school business officials, my myself, Jesse. Forsyth and Jody Lidner are going to come up with um, some incentives, and we're going to show them to you and see what you think, and then we're going to offer them to our employees to not only attract new people to our district, teachers and paraeducators, but also retain the ones that we have. So, Those incentives include flex professional days on January 3rd and April 21st for certified staff, insurance benefit increase from 800 to 900 monthly for eligible employees for classified staff in Corning, Maternity leave to three weeks paid without using six balance for classified and certified staff. Personal days exchange in 10 sick days for one personal day with a maximum of two for classified and certified staff. And personal days cash in up to three personal days per year, $75 for classified and $130 for certified. And a contract incentive. A $100 bonus for return contracts within seven days of issuance for certified staff paid in September. Daycare benefit employee discount of 20% for both certified and classified staff. And a casual dress code will continue. Staff shirts, new shirts will be distributed to certified and classified staff before the 2024-25 school year and 2024-25 snow days. Certified staff will only need to make up two of the snow days. Chris Fenster noted the 2024-2025 certified calendar would have 185 contractual days compared to the current 190, and he says the incentive rollout is very aggressive and a big investment, but it, we need to do more than the surrounding districts to make our district a destination district, unquote. U.S. Department of Agriculture, Rural Development State Director in Iowa, Teresa Greenfield, announced that the agency is investing $29,318,797 in 10 rural Iowa projects to expand business opportunities and hospital access to support wastewater sanitation planning. The city of Audubon in Audubon County received a $2.8 million loan to build a fire station. This project will construct an 11,700-square-foot pre-engineered metal building with four apparatus bays, workspace for staff and equipment, and supply storage areas. Once completed, the project will allow fire and rescue vehicles direct access to the main highway to minimize response times during emergencies and promote the safety of residents and travelers. The Harlan City Council agreed to the Park and Rec Board's suggestion to increase the starting pay of lifeguards and admission prices for the upcoming pool season. Lifeguards will now start at $10 per hour, and the incentive program remains in place. Harlan City Administrator Gene Getty says the five-member Park and Rec Board, with many staff reviews, took a deep dive into this recommendation. 
some of this ties back to again there's what's happening in terms of uh, making budgets work for for a community on looking at both so these first recommendations are on the actually include both the revenue and expense side to lifeguard wages being an expense obviously that's one of the largest expenses at the pool is is a payroll in order to continue to recruit and retain and have staff come back. We're looking across to other Southwest Island communities and also we've known this was creeping up for the past few years. Um, we tend to lag that. But to answer your question, it's been 850 with the incentive pay. That's probably the lowest in our region. Uh, Elkhorn, for example, is going $11 an hour. Uh, most others are in the 10 to $12 an hour. The council's also approved a hike in pool pass prices, which have not been altered since 2010. A family pass will now cost $195. A single pass is priced at $120, and daily admission will be $7. The pool pass sale will take place throughout April. Moreover, the council has decided to introduce a caregiver pass of $60 each for grandparents or babysitters aged 16 years or above, with a maximum of three passes per summer. This pass must be added to either a family or single pass. The council also approved the suggestion to raise swim lessons to $75 per class for one hour daily for one week. Well, the Dare County Engineer Nick Kaufman is looking into replacing some street signs throughout the county. Mandy Billings reports. Nick Kaufman told the Adair County Board of Supervisors that South Central Iowa Regional 911 contacted him and said they have $100,000 available to each county in the area for rural intersection signage. So I did an inventory, 2,660 signs. My estimate is, you might say, around 105,000 plus or minus. So it's based on the length of the sign, and I didn't go through and calculate the length of each so I think we're over 100,000 just on the signs itself. If you put in all new posts and anchors and all the rivets and all that kind of stuff, you'd be another 100,000. Kaufman said the signs are at least 20 years old. He said they will get a quote for all of the signs, but he might make adjustments so they don't go over their budget, and then they will put the signs up as they can. In other news, the supervisors approved a proposal from GovCo in the amount of $76,300 to do repairs to the North Six Grand River Bridge. The board gave Sheriff Vandewater the go-ahead to move forward with the hiring process to replace a dispatcher, Jailer, who has a retirement scheduled for April 8th and the board approved the fiscal year 2025 insurance renewal forms. I'm Andy Bellings reporting. And the Atlantic Parks and Recreation Advisory Commission will hold its second meeting on February 28th. The newly formed commission aims to advise the council on developing facilities for open spaces such as parks, playgrounds, pools, splash pads, and community facilities for other forms of recreation. At the February 28th meeting, the commission will have a public forum, elect leadership, and discuss old and new program ideas during the meeting. The inaugural meeting of the Atlantic Park and Rec Advisory Commission was held on Wednesday afternoon, January 24th. In September, the Atlantic City Council passed an ordinance replacing the elected Atlantic Park and Rec Board with a newly appointed five-member commission. The commission consists of five members plus one non-voting youth member. The primary purpose of the commission is to plan, develop, and promote city programs and encourage other programs for the leisure time of the city's residents of all ages. The meeting will start at 3.30 p.m. at the Parks and Recreation Office. I'm Tom Robinson. Have a great afternoon.